I'm Emily Swinford, and with some help from my friend, Todd Studer at Todd Studer Productions, you are listening to Emily Sells Iowa, the podcast. Join me, my colleagues, clients, and friends as we discuss real life, real estate. Please note that the opinions and content of this podcast are my own and not necessarily the opinions of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate, any realtor associations, or any other persons or entities. If your property is listed with a real estate broker, please know that it is not our intention to solicit the offerings of other real estate brokers. If you're interested in buying or selling properties, what is happening in your community, or what's new in the real estate world, then this podcast is for you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Emily Sells Iowa. I'm Todd Studer. Joined in studio today by Emily Swinford with Better Homes and Gardens, the Good Life Group offices in Council Bluffs in Glenwood, Iowa. Emily, wonderful to see you again. Good morning. We want to make mention that you brought some guests with you. We're not going to hear from them today, but it's kind of cool that you're doing this thing. Yeah, so it's been kind of an exciting couple of weeks for our team. Um, we've got a lot of stuff organized, and we've welcomed a new team member. I'll get there, but today in the studio, I brought with me two uh, seniors in high school from Fremont Mills, uh, Paxton and Brady, and so they're doing a little job shadowing today. Uh, just met them this morning. Sounds like down the road they might be interested in um, potentially investment properties and just kind of... Uh, getting their feet wet and learning what the real estate industry is all about. So I thought it'd be fun for them to come sit in on the podcast uh, and they're going to meet a lender today, meet some other team members and just kind of learn what it's all about. I think that this type of thing, regardless of the industry, is great for uh, high school students as they're preparing to move out in maybe secondary education, maybe just going straight into the working world, whatever it is that they decide to do. But they need to see different things that are happening and how can you know if you until you've been exposed to it yeah and real estate is a great option to explore because one it is one of the jobs that you can do when you turn 18 that's when you're able to apply for a real estate license after taking the necessary coursework and then also uh, there's a lot of jobs out there that can be done part-time or a lot of folks that even start young and then grow a full-time real estate career so there's just a lot of different paths that you can take with it um, so it's a really good thing to be exploring especially when you're in high school well someone who is not uh, a high school student, I'm assuming, has already made that decision. As you mentioned, you have a new team member. Yeah, so we have a lot of exciting news. So uh, Maggie Russman, she's a Glenwood native. She just joined our team uh, last week. She, I'm very excited to have her. Uh, she's got a great network. She has several sales underneath her already, and so she's she's got experience. She's got the hustle. She's got the drive, and she's just really, really a very wholesome, nice person all around from what I can already tell. So we're really excited to welcome her to our team. And uh, Leanne Comfort, our team operations manager, she's been spending this month in Des Moines. I've been struggling without her, <laughs> having to relearn some of the roles that she's taken on. Uh, but she is actually working on getting her real estate license in Des Moines this month. So she hopefully will have her license soon. And that will provide her a lot more uh, flexibility in terms of what she can and cannot do uh, from the role as an operations manager for our team. So really excited to have Maggie and really excited to get Leanne licensed. So things are rolling. That kind of led into a question that I wanted to ask you today about what is the process? So what is, uh, such as what Leanne's going through right now of uh, getting her license, how does that work? So actually, I thought it would be fun, since I do have Brady and Paxton here from Fremont Mills Schools, I thought it would be fun to make this entire episode about the process of getting your real estate license. And I've been talking about this a lot lately because on March 2nd, we are going to hold an event. We're trying to decide if we're going to do it via Zoom or actually have it in person. But March 2nd, 6 to 7 p.m., that's a Thursday, we're actually going to have some sort of seminar um, that's going to just be 
kind of a how do you get your real estate license? Where do you start? Why do you get your real estate license? And anybody, it will be free, but anybody that's even ever thought about getting licensed, I don't care if they don't ever get their license, but if they've just even ever thought about it, uh, we're going to hold this for them and just kind of give them a um, point the arrow in the right direction for where they need to go to get started. Um, not necessarily a recruiting event. We're not going to be selling Better Homes and Gardens real estate. We're not going to be trying to convince you to join our team. Uh, we just really want to be um, a resource to those that have thought about getting licensed because I have a lot of people ask me that on a weekly basis, you know, why did you do it or what do you do or what are the next steps? And a lot of times, um, you know, what are the costs to getting licensed? Uh, so we're going to have that event on March 2nd. So I thought it would be kind of fun to kickstart that off on this episode and talk a little about that well and plus what you're talking about with this event and this is the cool thing that i like about what you're doing free means free you're not selling stuff there right right so this is if somebody decides that they want to go forward and get licensed yes they're going to find out that there's some cost associated with that but that's not something that you're collecting this is uh just part of the process so, right and we talk a lot about collaboration and uh, my hope is to have other agents from other brokerages uh participating so that people can hear everybody's stories because every real estate agent or every person that has a real estate license that's not necessarily selling full-time, they all have gone about it a different way. So I think it would be fun to kind of have other agents from other brokerages tell their stories. Is there any type of person that you think would be more successful at it or is it just across the board and you really, you never know uh, what qualities are going to pay off later? So there's a lot of different uh, things that you can do. So and in a lot of different qualities that you can possess that will make you good at, you know, certain things. So I know a lot of very introverted real estate agents that have extremely successful careers. Um, I know a lot of extroverted real estate agents like I, I, Well, myself, I know one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who, um, you know, um, are very, very good at the sales part, but then you also have to put your business hat on. Or maybe you're an appraiser and you are better at paying attention to detail than, you know, somebody like me who has, you know, support for those sorts of things. Um, you also might become a real estate investor or you might uh, be a property manager. So it's not always about um, necessarily selling houses or showing homes like what I do, there's all sorts of different reasons and ways to get into it. Well, and one of the first steps, obviously, is you need to get licensed, correct? Yes. And so I am only going to speak to Iowa. Um, I am licensed in Nebraska, however, but um, to get licensed in Iowa, first of all, you have to be 18. So you can actually start your real estate courses when you're 17 or yeah, I guess you'd have to be 17 because I believe it all has to be done within six to 12 months, depending on how you go about it. Um, but to actually apply, you must be 18. Once you become a licensed salesperson, you do have to hang your license at a brokerage or choose which brokerage you're going to work for uh, prior to being able to actually conduct real estate activities legally. And then you must not have had any other applications rejected in any other state in the United States over the past two years. So those are the very basic qualifications. Um, after that, there's some coursework that's required. And we'll talk more about this at our March 2nd event. But you can get your coursework done online. Uh, there's a 60-hour course. You can also take it in person. There um, is a lot of different classes. Um, or, I'm sorry. There's a lot of different class times that are offered by the Iowa Association of Realtors who oversees um, one segment of the approved 60-hour coursework that's required to get your real estate license. So if you want to just take classes on the weekends, if you want to get it all done in one week, or if you want to do it online, there's a lot of different out options out there for folks to make it work for their schedule. But it's 60, 60 class hours? There's 60 hours that are required. Um, that's one 
course, and that is what is re required to take your exam. So after you take the 60-hour course, then you take your licensing exam. So there's going to be, obviously, there'll be a cost to uh, taking the course, and then there's also a cost to taking the exam. So a person is going to be making an investment into themselves in order to follow into this career. Yes. And if not that person, maybe they've worked out, you know, something with, uh, say, an employer who might be paying to get their license. There's a lot of different ways to go about it. Uh, we'll talk more about that at the class, but absolutely, you're making an investment in yourself when you uh, sign up to take these courses. So, okay. So now you've got somebody and they've gone through the process and they've taken the course and they've taken the test and they've passed the test. Right. How do they get a job? Well, after, before you can apply for your license, you do have to pass a background check. And you also do have to take three additional classes uh, that are going to talk more specifically about uh, working for buyers, working for sellers, and then running a business and uh, developing your professionalism and acting ethically in of your course. real estate activities. Right. So there's just a few more classes you have to take after that 60 hours. Um, Leanne, who's getting licensed, our operations manager, it's going to take her about six weeks total to get her license, whereas I've had other team members who they've done it online and it's taken them six months. Um, some people are natural test takers and they pass the exam once. It's very normal for people to have to take the exam multiple times. There's a state portion and a national portion. Um, but overall, if you put your head down just like anything else and you really study and you're it's something you're passionate and excited to do you can definitely do it and you can definitely do it you know on the weekends if that's how you want to go about it so what you're saying then is just because someone has maybe they weren't able to pass the test that does not mean they cannot be a successful uh, agent. Absolutely. That that's so that's so true. And you know, there's there's math portions on the test. My mom had asked me um, to help her with some of it last week. My mom is Leanne. I I think most people know that that are that have listened to us routinely. But um, I did not know how to answer the math question. I was getting really frustrated trying to help her. So I sent her back to the instructor and I was like, "Come back and tell me what that answer is." Because you know, it's 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 a test. So not everybody's natural test taker, but there's a lot of very good natural salespeople out there. Well, at, at that point. And with a lot of different real estate brokers out there, how do you choose? Where where do you get started even making that decision? Yeah, so that can be really tough. And I tell everybody that comes to me, interview multiple brokerages. I don't think that a lot of new licensees realize that when you're sitting down with a broker, nine times out of 10, that broker wants you. They want you to join their brokerage. So a lot of times it might feel, and should you act professionally and, and dress nicely and ask the right questions? Yes. But a lot of times um, you're, you might be in a position where you feel like you're trying to get a job. That's usually not the case. The brokerages, they want you to hang your license there. They want that potential opportunity for themselves as well as you and to help you grow and to grow together. So it's really important to interview brokerages, find out what everybody has to offer, ask very directly, you know, in an appropriate manner, how their pay structure works. Every brokerage has uh, different uh, commission splits or fee structures. Uh, there's a lot, I mean, and and a crazy amount of options out there as to how you get paid. So you want to make sure you understand what you're getting into. Um, a lot of brokerages have, um, you know, in-person sales meetings, or a lot of them have national corporate style trainings, or they have more intimate mentorship programs. So uh, they, you just need to find where you're going to fit in and, you know, what's going to work best for you. And that can be a really, really hard decision for people.
typically they're just going to start with just what's around them because there, there's a lot of brokerages in just about any community. Yeah. And I think name recognition is important when you get started. Um, another thing to consider is you can join a brokerage as a solo agent or you can join a team that's already established at a brokerage. So if you're going to join a team, you want to make sure that you interview that team, you know, in the same manner that you interview the, the brokerage just to make sure that you're going to get what you want. That way, if say your connections with the team leader and say it doesn't work out with that team leader and you go off as a solo agent, you want to make sure you're happy at the brokerage you're at so that you're not all of a sudden looking to jump ship and having to start to rebrand yourself at a new place in a short amount of time. So there's a lot that goes into it. I'm always happy to help uh, answer people's questions. Our Realtor Association, Southwest Iowa Association of Realtors, who also have has a podcast. They're coming in after me today. But you want to know if your brokerage is a member of your local realtor association. There's pros and cons to everything. What are the benefits of that? You know, what are the costs of that? And do they offset each other? So you just really want to make sure you know what you're getting yourself into and know that you are the one that's truly interviewing them. They want you. They want you to come work for them. I think it might also be a benefit to at least have a conversation with some other folks who may already be inside of that brokerage. Uh, just Hey, what's it like here? What? Tell me about some of the things that you really like about this place. And uh, it's a way to kind of get a peek to the inner workings. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, these days, not every brokerage even has um, a, a, a booming office space with, you know, 20 agents in and out daily. Um, there's a lot of real estate agents that work from home or don't come into an office. In some cases, an office isn't necessary. We have an office. I'm an office person. I don't get much done at home. I get too easily distracted by my, by, by my dog and my laundry. But you just want to make sure that the cultural or the culture and the environment is what you're looking for also. Because if you're somebody that needs that daily interaction, you're going to want to make sure you're in an office where uh, you can run into somebody at the coffee pot and kind of have that uh, outside communication and, and not have to wake up every morning and um, try to get yourself going on your own. So there's just all sorts of different atmospheres, environments, all sorts of different pay structures. Um, I always say sit down with two or three before you really decide what's going to be best for you. Okay, so uh, uh, someone has gone through, they have taken all of the classes, they've taken and passed the test, they now have their license, they've gotten connected with a brokerage, they're all ready to go. How do they get started? Well, I kind of listed this out. So there are kind of four parts of being a real estate agent. And like we said earlier, there's all sorts of different jobs you can do with the real estate license. But if you do, if you're doing what I'm doing, um, not only are you working on generating leads, you're also running a business, paying your taxes, running your monthly annual P&L statements, but you're also trying to sell a product that you are in charge of marketing and advertising. And you are also representing a client, which we've talked about a lot, and you have that fiduciary responsibility to represent their best interests. So you are trying to bring people to you as a real estate agent to get their business. You're trying to run a business. You're also trying to represent somebody's best interests. And you're also trying to advertise and sell a product at the end of the day. It doesn't matter if you get 100% on your test. You can be an absolute expert in real estate. You can know everything about how a transaction works. You can know everything, but it doesn't matter if you don't have a client. So when you're first getting started, it is very, very back to basics, how to generate a client, who to turn for for help if you don't know how that process works or how the transactions work, you know, making sure that you have a brokerage who's going to support you in that. Uh, but like I said, you could be an expert, but if you don't have a client, then you don't have anywhere to start. So um, everybody's got to start somewhere. And uh, 
I plan on March 2nd going into a lot more discussion um, with myself and other agents about how we built up our clientele and how we've systemized and kind of what it takes to uh, really start to build a business. So we'll kind of save that for the event. But I hope that um, people will consider joining in. If you think you would rather do Zoom, let me know. If you want an in-person event, we can probably serve a beverage and have, you know, an hour meeting um, and do it in person. I'm hoping that people will give me some feedback as to what they'd prefer, and then we'll get it get it all up and going. Do you need people to sign up, or how do they do that, or how are you going to make those connections? You know, this is the first time I've ever done this, so I'm just going to kind of wing it. I'm going to put a Facebook event out there, uh, just kind of promote it via social media, uh, try to get some feedback the first week on, you know, if people would prefer Zoom or if they would prefer an in-person event, and then we'll make a firm decision from there. But for sure, March 2nd from 6 to 7 p.m. Well, before we wrap things up, what do you think? You're sitting in a new studio right now. Yeah, I was just going to mention that. So um, tell me about what we have going here. Well, I've never used this microphone before. <laughs> this is We are inside the all-new Bluffs Country Studio, Council Bluffs, uh, as, as this podcast launches on Monday, which will be January 30th. Uh, we're two days away. Uh, from the day that this podcast launches. So if you're listening to it later, uh, we may have already launched, but Bluffs Country is going to be launching on February 1st. And the exciting part about that is this is the first radio station, commercial radio station, that Council Bluffs has had with studios in town, near as we can tell, since 1985. It's been a very, very long time, and people are excited. I've been talking to folks about this new uh, uh station that's coming they're excited about the format they're excited about the music that's going to be played here and i'm i'm excited to be a part of it and you're going to be hosting the morning show that's true i i have accepted an offer to host a morning show along with peggy sweet and uh peggy is a, a radio native to omaha she got her start in omaha and back in the 90s and uh, spent a lot of time doing radio up in the Minneapolis area. But she's been back in Council Bluffs for a long time. So uh, we are both thrilled to be doing this. And you'll be able to listen to the all-new Bluffs Country Morning Show every morning from 6 to 9 on 106.5. So uh, I know you've been working really hard on this, Todd. The studio is awesome. It's all coming together since the first time I've stepped foot in here. And I haven't been here for two weeks. I was like, wow, things have really changed. A little bit. (laughs) Um, But I'll definitely be listening. And congratulations, because I know that this is uh, really exciting for not just your studio, but also uh, Council Bluffs. Absolutely. And uh, we're hoping to be able to reach out to the communities of Glenwood and also Missouri Valley and and areas uh, around as well, in trainer places like that, that uh, now have another option. Uh, for uh, something to listen to on the radio, and we're going to focus lo- on local, what's happening here locally. So also congratulations to you for getting this event set up. I think this is exciting. And uh, March 2nd is the day, and l- be, folks be looking out for uh, Emily's uh, social media. That's where all the information is going to be posted, yep. correct? Yep, that's correct. It is Emily Sells, Iowa. Emily Swinford is with Better Homes and Gardens, the Good Life Group, offices in Glenwood and Council Bluffs, Iowa. Emily, thanks for your time, and we look forward to the next one. Yeah, thanks, Todd.